Are you ready? Oh, as ready as I'll ever be, Bill. Okay, welcome back to another episode of Maybe, Maybe. Next Time. I'm your host, William, with my co-host, Simon McCormack. Nets Nation! We snapped the streak! <laughs> we are back as we are each and every unrelenting week to bring you all things Nets Nation. I am here with Simon McCormick on this blustery but quite warm Saturday morning. Yeah. Uh, we've got our teas, our coffees. You do not want to see Simon before he's had his coffee. <laughs> I, I, mine's over there. I left it over there for like a uh, minute. You creamed and sugared the guy pretty pretty richly, right? Well, I haven't added sugar because Hillary just got it from uh, from a, the, the place near us. She got oat milk. Oh. If you can believe it. I, I can. Simon, how do you milk an oat? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, fine. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Nets are back. Yes. We beat the Miami Heat, a pretty formidable team. Uh, the first half, we did not know what to do with their off uh, with their defense, I must no. say. Um, but somehow, uh, at halftime, Kenny must have finagled something because we started playing much, much better. We ended up winning by, I think, three or four points. Yeah, four points. Uh, we are maintaining our spot in the eighth seed in the East. We are four games up on the Hornets and the Pistons. Mm-hmm. Uh, a true testament to how awful <laughs> the bottom of the East is. And, and we're just uh, we're basically statistically tied for seventh. Um, with, uh, with, with the magic, the Orlando Magic. How are you feeling? I mean, had we lost last night, this would have been a far bleaker <laughs> podcast than what you're about to get. I would imagine. Oh yeah, um, definitely. Even though you know you had to sort of expect us to lose to the Heat, but um, I feel great. I feel great. I know I told you, Bill, that um, last night that I would I would rather play the Heat than any of the other top three teams. I'm going to broaden that out with a bolder claim, which is I would rather play the Heat than anyone um, that is below us, other than the Magic, uh, that, that is higher, higher seated than, than us. us. Yeah. Okay, so that, that includes your Indianas, mm-hmm. your, your Sixers. Yes. Because you think we match up well against the Sixers, don't you? No, no. I think the Sixers... I mean, <clears throat> I, I I don't like the Sixers' chances to to go all the way, uh-huh. but I do like the Sixers' chances to beat us like a drum in a seven game <laughs> series because I you know Embiid is so big, they're so big, so physical. Um, similar things can be said about the the Pacers, so big, so physical. Raptors yeah. quite physical. Uh-huh. Um, Heat very tough defensively and probably would beat us for sure. I mean, d- yeah. They're likely would be very us, likely yes. would beat us, but they don't pound us um, as much, and they rely a lot on younger players. Your Tyler Heroes, your Bams, who's never been to the playoffs. The Robinson guy is a starter. Kendrick Nunn is Kendrick a starter. Nunn, yeah. He's a rookie. Um, yeah, surely they can't shoot like seven hundred from the field like they did last <laughs> night every night. Uh, free throws were an issue last night. Yes. <laughs> Spencer is in his head at that free throw line. We watched him miss minimum three free throws last night. I think it was closer to four or five. Yeah, I can I can pull that up. But yeah, um, and a couple right off the the front of the rim. 
Yeah, not not uh, close shot. Something is going on in the dome. Simon, I do have a question for you before we get into the episode. Okay. Um, do you have bursitis? <laughs> no. Bullshit. <laughs> Anytime I hear someone say no to that answer anymore, I'm going to think he's he's lying to my face because that's what Kenny Atkinson has been doing for months on end. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Are you going to explain? I got that? nothing more. Do you okay. want to talk about that? Uh, I mean, just that. That. It, uh, oh yeah. Since we haven't talked since Kyrie gave the press conference, we haven't. Nor the the other update, which I'm sure we'll get to. But um, we have a rich Cadius corner. I just yes, I it's really it's rich. extremely rich mm, this week. Rich. Yes, we have been. Hungering for KD news for a while, and we got it in spades this week. Yeah, um, so we could go right into that, or we could dwell on bursitis. Uh, no, I guess we'll. I'll work in the bursitis. You'll work in the bursitis. Perfect. Um, all right, so let's go to Katie's corner. We're gonna kick Katie's corner with a little thing called Katie versus Kendrick Perkins. Oh yeah, Katie versus wow. KP. This Twitter battle got hot, folks. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just gonna do a quick recap. Yeah, and then I want one of your spicier takes of the episode. Okay? Oh yeah, it's coming. Uh, Kendrick said Westbrook, Russell Westbrook, is the best Thunder player ever. This prompted some Celtics media person to say they thought KD was, which then prompted some back and forth between KP and KD, which resulted in Kendrick tweeting, Boy, stop. You did the weakest move in NBA history up on a team 3-1 in the Western Conference Finals and then go join them the following season. Heart of a champion right there. KD claps back like you averaged two points and three rebounds as a starting center. Clap back. <laughs> Kendrick comes at him, says he's a coward, says he's losing sleep at night uh, because of what he did by joining the Warriors, which is now, I think, a uh, uh, fairly tired um, critique of KD, or at least one that he is quite tired of. I don't know that it, it itself is tired. And... Uh, that's sort of where it stopped with the Kendrick calling him a coward and saying he's losing sleep. Of course, KD was lashing out at other fans and other random people on Twitter as well. Um, and then to put sort of a bow on it all, uh, Kendrick tweets, Russell Westbrook in Thunder history, first in points with 18,859, first in assists, first in rebounds, first in steals, 138 triple doubles in a Thunder uniform. And then he does the shrug. Mm-hmm. Emoji. Um, who, who won this Twitter, Twitter battle? What are the greater world historical implications of this Twitter battle? And how titillating do you find it all? Uh, I think that Kendrick Perkins is a complete hack. <laughs> uh, <laughs> is he? Is he for you as lowly as a Rick Buecher? Um, no. Okay. But he does have similarly 
I I don't think he trapped. Well, no, he he is actually because he also trafficked in the like. Oh, oh, I think Kyrie's like faking it for Boston return. Yeah, for the Boston return. So yes, he he basically is. He is a he is a dressed up Rick Buecher, uh, <laughs> and he it's just absurd. It's like if Luke Longley were like, you know what? I think Scotty Pippen was the best bull, <laughs> and it's just like okay, Luke Longley, you're an irrelevant sack of crap that happened to be on a team that was good. Like go. I mean, he does, again. I don't mean to be saying mean things about Luke Longley because he's never said that. He's right, a, right, you know right. a perfectly nice guy. Yeah, but and just, he Lobo. just has to own up to being a sack of crap <laughs> who's got to stop lying to the well, media. Right. That that yeah. That is what worthless Kendrick Perkins is. He he is just a shameful idiot. Uh, Oakley Charles Oakley, uh, who Frank Isola I think correctly called the voice of reason, um, tweeted that yeah you can say that. You know, whatever the the he had a longer career with with uh, the um, with the Thunder. That's just statistically impossible to to deny. Uh-huh. But the most talented player was Kevin Durant. It's always Kevin Durant on whatever team Kevin Durant is on until he's old and gray, or maybe from this. <laughs> depending on how he comes back from this uh, surgery, but um, but yeah, that's it's just ridiculous. Also, I, I noticed that like. KD was getting a lot of shit, as he always does, for, like, talking to fans and talking shit with fans. I, I am of the opinion, uh, which will not surprise you, that it's great that he actually interacts with fans, that he goes... I, 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 don't, I wouldn't describe it as lashing out. I would describe it as just, like, interacting with fans and, you know, going... You know, like, shit-talking the way that, you know, a, a normal fan would um, to, to another. And I, I actually think it's quite you know, sort of egalitarian that he that he does this and it's like people seem to he, want him to just be above it all. Right. He doesn't just dwell in the in the blue check mark Twitter. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. He'll 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 go wherever. It's not just the Kendrick Perkins that he'll he'll talk to. He'll talk to to a, a Knicks fan who uh, you know thinks that he was afraid of the lights and that's why he didn't come to the worst uh, franchise <laughs> in basketball and perhaps in all professional in all sports. Professional sports, right. <laughs> Uh, which brings us to Rich Kleiman. Yes. Rich Kleiman is Kevin Durant's manager, business parts mm. partner, and seemingly very, very close personal friend. Mm. They club, they they uh, transact business together, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, and he, Simon, is not ruling out a return for Kevin Durant this season. So... I'll ask for perhaps the 10,000th time <laughs> on this show <laughs> the question that only you and I could possibly answer. Yes, I'll get my Buker hat going. <laughs> Is Kevin Durant coming back this season? No. Okay. <laughs> what do you think? No. <laughs> Amazing segment. Just it's incredible. a segment that we, has we, to keep going. Right. You know what? This should just, each week this should just be a revisitation <laughs> yeah, of definitely. that one question. Definitely. Is Kevin Durant coming back in the 2019-2020 season? 
I don't think it's going to happen this year. So, I'm, I, And I'm going to tell you what I'm basing that on. The same thing I always have, which is scattered intel from <laughs> various Nets Daily articles right, yes. and, and a little Brian Lewis thrown in there yep. and some vague gleanings from Twitter. Right. And I'm going to po- compile all that into my blender of <laughs> foresight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to answer no. Guy's not coming back this season. Yeah, and I, I, I am also factoring in the fact that we're 17 and 20 with a very tough schedule coming up, and uh, yeah, just no. I don't know why you would. Like, I don't either. Unless there's like some hidden vendetta against Giannis getting all this shine, and so KD like comes back in the first round to like sneak a game or two off the Bucks, <laughs> but I'd have to prove that he's still got got the juice. But um, I just can't. I don't see a reason for it. We're not competitive enough to make risking a, a hasty return worth it. Yeah. Um, that said, I am so far from done thinking about this one. <laughs> you got a few more ingredients S- to throw into that blender. S- sleep be damned. I must <laughs> I must reflect on whether he's coming back or not in this completely meaningless season. Um, all right. Final thing in Katie's corner. This is going to broaden out to um, injury row. Yeah. Uh, why, Simon? Why, oh, why? And I know you asked Kenny, you addressed it per, him personally on Twitter. Why is there a minutes restriction and game sitting when returning from a thumb injury? Yes. Um, and I just want to clo- quote the, the great Steve Lichtenstein, who also had a good tweet, which was, do, do they think his thumb is going to fall off if he plays <laughs> another five minutes? Um, Where it, is this coming from? Explain oh, sorry. The yeah, yeah. Okay, folks. So, listen, we were on a seven-game losing streak. It was a six-game losing streak when we were playing the Thunder. We had somehow managed to uh, nearly win that game in in regulation. Um, Spencer uh, shat the bed there, missed a free throw, missed a floater, to send us into overtime, and which, as Nets fans will know, overtime periods are five minutes. Um, so Karis LeVert, at the end of regulation, had hit a predetermined minute wall, and... Uh, <laughs> And so, because he's coming back from a thumb injury, um, and that which he took, you know, two months to come back from, um, so it's not, you know, they're not rushing him back here on that thumb injury. So, anyway, he didn't play in the overtime period. We scored two points, I think. Got outscored by, like, ten uh, in the, in the, the, the thing, and... Um, that was because of this ridiculous stranglehold mm-hmm. the um, the uh, Nets performance team has on the Nets organization. It is a pseudoscience <laughs> to to say to even include the word science uh, is to dis- a gross injustice it, to science. Exactly, it's it right. The, the soft sciences, your sociology, are, oh, are hard God. sciences yes. compared to the world of sport of sports science that <laughs> is constantly reinventing itself and has stumbled into a way to make it seem much more. Real and authoritative and um, exact. 
than it actually is. This is this quote from Kenny is why I think so. Why his coaching style can so often be frustrating um, for for people watching these games. <laughs> he says, "When you have a plan in place, and you know that plan, and you understand that plan, and everybody's on board, it's an easy decision." <laughs> Yeah. Um, I am a man who enjoys a plan. Oh, yes. <laughs> I don't oh, mind a my. plan here and there. I, in fact, have to sort of go out of my way to not be too heavily reliant on plans. Mm-hmm. Can get irritated uh, to can, others. <laughs> can be not over, as big a planner. Over planner. <laughs> uh, it can be detrimental to personal relationships. It can also be detrimental to winning basketball games. Uh <laughs> It is nice to have a plan, but it is also great to have the flexibility to extemporize. Yes. Um, something that Kenny seemingly cannot do. Yes. Uh, but that's, I think, all we need to say about that. Yeah. It's a frustrating thing. It's always been a frustrating thing, and uh, hopefully it changes and clearly never will. Uh, headline of the week. Are we going to talk Kyrie? <laughs> Rewind. Uh, Yeah, we can talk Kyrie. I mean, that's the biggest news of the week by far, I feel like, right? That he's cleared to play, that he just practiced for the first time, a five on five. He's, he, he has gone, he has gone from basically being more or less ruled out for the season to possibly coming back in as little as a week. Uh, he is, uh, yes, did full contact practice, responded well to it. He's practicing again today. Uh, and the cortisone seems to be doing God's work. Um, so one, what's your feeling, Bill, on, on this? Do you think he should come back? Are you excited to see him back? Are you worried about him coming back at all? Do you think he actually will come back? A uh, lot of questions in there. Do I think he will actually come back? No. Do I want him to come back? Am I excited about him coming back? Yes. My God, any infusion of anything <laughs> other than what we're watching at these games would be wonderful. Uh, I mean, even watching Justin Anderson jack up and airball several threes <laughs> yesterday was a little thrill because it was something novel, different, new. Um, so, yeah, I can't wait for Kyrie to come back. Do I think he actually is? Uh, I don't know. I do, I do, I don't. I I feel, you know, I have the same blender going that I do for for Kevin Durant, and it's spitting out the same formula. It's saying no to me. Okay. Uh, what about you? Do you think this is real? Is the cortisone the um, the panacea we were hoping for? Yeah, I I am actually going to be blindly optimistic. They fooled me once. They fooled me twice with Kyrie. They fooled me a thousand times. But I do think he's going to come back. I don't think he's going to come back in a week. I think. It'd probably be two or three weeks, but I think um, I, I'm liking what I'm seeing here. Yeah, I'm yeah. loving what I'm seeing here. Oh yeah, no, uh, I mean, how great does that sound? It sounds amazing. Yeah. Now I don't think we're gonna get full on Kyrie. I think he's gonna be battling through. Do you uh, think there pain. might be a plan in place for his uh, recovery? I'm, I'm sure there is, and it's interesting you mentioned that because he seems to have created his own plan. <laughs> Did you notice? Do you see that? So. In Malika Andrews' uh, story about this, he, he he's quoted as saying, like, yeah, I'm going to give myself a week. Maybe, maybe it would, you know, maybe, maybe the reevaluation could come sooner, but I'm going to do about a week of practices and then reevaluate. And then she writes something to the effect of, like, he wouldn't say whether the Nets performance team had, uh, had, uh, 
had approved that and um and she, which they would have to but like Kyrie's like yeah I'm going to come back maybe a week right, or so right, right. like well I've heard I've heard since sort of the or maybe this was what highlighted it or made it apparent to people but since Kawhi's uh approach in um San Antonio mm-hmm. uh which was very much the um you know like the the team has cleared him but his own medical staff is saying that he's injured, so he's not going to come back. I think that there, there's that, that there's a trend of superstars sort of not heeding the team doctors and having their own coterie of uh, medical staff. Yeah. Um, in any case, I hope his medical staff clears him soon, and I hope his plan is playing more than uh, extreme minute restrictions because. We could use uh, 30 minutes a game from Kyrie Irving. 28 minutes a game would be wonderful. Yeah. Now, I am a bit concerned about long-term impacts of this. I don't I, I don't understand the injury, certainly, but I would just fear with any injury that is being treated with a cortisone shot, which is basically numbs the pain, uh, especially something <laughs> that is an overuse injury, mm-hmm. that it could be doing longer damage that... Uh, you know, uh, say a next year or the year after that, when things are a little more importante, mm-hmm. uh, that that this could be causing damage. But assuming that the crack uh, nets medical staff, which I've said nothing but negative things, is <laughs> on top of that, um, it would be it would be amazing to see him. And I will say um, that uh, re nets being boring. Karis Levert has been a shot a shot of life for uh, sure for me. Um, uh, in, in, in watching the Nets. Yeah, he's still a little rusty. Yes, did not uh, shoot well. Did not shoot game. well at all. Isn't finishing around the rim very well. But yes, is a breath of fresh air and, for and, sure. And hit the a huge shot last night to put the Nets up by one, um, a three, um, that uh, kept us kept us in the lead for the rest of the game. Uh, you mind if I do headline of the week now? No, sorry, go go for no, it. No, we did. You're right. You're right. We needed to address. We needed to address. Can't that. believe that was injury row. <laughs> uh, headline of the week: Numbers game stat show nets in a bad bad place. Simon, you wanted to discuss. What did you take away from this article that looked into the rather? Um, unfavorable numbers of several Nets players. Yes. So, um, you, you folks should read the article um, for for more specifics on this. But basically, um, what I took away was the players that we brought on that I myself were like, okay, we exchanged X for Y. We exchanged uh, Damari Carroll for Torian Prince. That's great. We got. Um, you know, DeAndre Jordan is going to be, you know, a rebounding monster and we're going to, you know, miss Ed Davis, but, but this guy's an upgrade. Uh, All all these things. Um, and just all those players are, um, sucking big time. Um, (laughs) 
like, t- you know, Torian we've talked about ad nauseum. Uh, Garrett Temple has been abysmal. He's shooting 23.3% on catch-and-shoot threes. Right. That's, that, that's not a good percentage. It's horrible. Torian Prince is shooting terribly from two. He they, There's a good breakdown of, of how Torian Prince's go-to when he's driving closeouts is a uh, floating one off of one foot shot that never goes in. Um, but also, uh, Spencer has just cratered. He's shooting miserably from three. He's shooting 20% from three since December, uh, in December, 20% from three, 37.9 from the floor. That is wildly inefficient, um, scoring. And, and what, um, in another, uh, Steve Lichtenstein's latest podcast, he talks about how basically Spencer teams have figured out that unless he's... Inches from the rim, he's not a good scorer. Mm-hmm. So in the paint, not good. Uh, outside the paint, really not good. From three, as you've just discussed, terrible. So unless he's laying it in, um, it's a bad percentage shot from from Spencer. Um, yeah. And Jarrett has also gone down. His rebounds are down. His points are down. His shots taken per game are down. Though he looked feisty last night. He, he had a good, yeah, 11 points, 5 of 6 shooting, 11 rebounds. Um, so, and, and some of these, you know, Spencer, Spencer was much better last game. Um, Torian was good against the Thunder and I'm not, I haven't looked at his stats for last game, but he didn't seem horrible though. Maybe he was, let me see. Yeah. He was eight for 17, which is fine. One for 10 from three. That's, that's where, uh. Oof, that's where our sharpshooter continues to to hurt us. Um, but yeah, that's it for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, it was a good article, a good harrowing breakdown of what's happening. But uh, fortunately, the Miami game has uh, washed away all previous sins. We are back, <laughs> baby. We are back. We are back. We play the Hawks tomorrow. That's got to be a W. Oh, That's please, a must. Please, that is a must win please. because then we play Jazz, Sixers, and Bucks, and then the Sixers again. Uh, <laughs> and a little break to play the Sixers the play, for a second time. The Joel Embiid less Sixers, though. Oh. Yes, he hurt his hand. Badly? Great news. Really the world badly? rejoices. He could be out four to six weeks. Oh, yes. They had to cut him oh, yes. Sorry. <laughs> they had to cut his hand open. He had a ligament issue. Uh, and so he's he's out four to six weeks, supposedly. Couldn't happen to a worse person. Um, and they actually are playing better without him. They just beat the Celtics. Uh, ben Simmons is really coming alive, showing mm. why he's a perennial 21-year-old all-star superstar. He is not 21 anymore. 22 or 23 No, year old. he's like 24. No, come on. I'm going to look it up. Ben Simmons is an old man. <laughs> Better. Uh, uh, wait, who t- today, who would you rather have as your point guard, Ben Simmons or Spencer Dinwiddie? Uh, then Spencer? He's 23. Uh, Ben Simmons is um, definitely Ben Simmons. My contention has never been that Ben Simmons isn't good. My contention has been that he is not a star, and the <laughs> league is force feeding him to us, and he needs to be on a certain type of team to be good. Mm. Uh, all right. Did you hear the latest on Spencer Dinwiddie converting himself 
into a financial product. Yes, though I've only seen the headline. I have not read what so they I changed read in the, the contract. So I read the Shams article in The Athletic, okay. which I believe Nets Daily has yeah. effectively ripped off at this point. Yeah, I just haven't Oh, there was also another athletic, a featured athletic article by Joe Varden um, about... Brooklyn Nets coaches and players living in Brooklyn. Yes, and about how Kyrie. cool of a city Brooklyn is. To yeah. Live in. Um, so Shams reports that this thing has has been approved. Yes. The the uh, financial product. I'm just going to read a line from it, which sums up what it now looks like because it is very different than the financial product he originally pitched. Um, so he says, so Dinwiddie edited his investment vehicle again, and instead of tying investors to his basketball-related income that option year, which was sort of the whole incentive behind getting in on this thing, was that in three years he has a player option, he could decline it and get a much bigger contract, and therefore you would get paid out quite a lot more. Right. It's like a bet, basically. Um, it would simply be a flat bond with no performance incentives. The NBA came away from the meeting with Dinwiddie satisfied that his career and the Nets are his primary priorities. So basically the league has stopped that aspect of it that could be perceived as gambling um, and turned it into just a very bland, bond-like financial security. Yeah. I I don't understand why Spencer would do that. For the money up front, I guess. Okay. I mean, there's no there's no other reason you issue a bond other than you need money right away. Okay. So yeah, it's. I mean, he's gonna get his way, sort of, but it certainly isn't the exciting, like, revolutionary type product that he uh, seemed to want. And which I was very, very interested. Like that, that would be interesting if you could invest in players in that way. Um, but anyway, not the case. You can, you know, you could, you could buy a government bond or a Dinwiddie bond, and they're both going to be just about as Dullesville um, as each other, it sounds like. But hey, he got his way, so that's the important thing. Um, all right, so we have two more segments less left in the show. Uh, we've got a mailbag coming up, but first we're going to do how to make the Barclays experience a little less miserable. Great. So, as anyone who has attended one or dozens of Nets games this season would know, uh, will know, it is a punitive experience. And we've mentioned this many, many times. Uh, for a small soda, you're going to pay anywhere from 7 to $8. It literally fluctuates um, by who we're playing. If there's any traction with the team, it's going to be $8. <laughs> so against your Thunder, you're going to get a $7 one. But against the Heat, you're going to get an $8 small soda. $8. The beers uh, fluctuate between $15 and $16. I think that's a league record. Um, I know at Madison Square Garden, a place that is much more sought after to go to games, you can get a larger beer, uh, eight more ounces, 24-ounce beer, for $11, so significantly less. Uh, it goes without saying that the food is similarly extortionarily expensive. Yes. Um, and then you pile on top of that a situation in which Simon and I, uh, and it's, it's, I'm not complaining about the free tickets, but 
as part of the contract, we are harangued <laughs> some games significantly more than others to stand, scream, smile, chant, uh, stand closer to someone, stand further from someone, etc., uh, etc. Et um, so we're going to talk about some of the things that we do around the stadium, in the stadium, to make the experience just a little bit better. Yes. All right, I'm going to start off, okay, with with a, a must if you're going to a Nets game. Okay. Uh, because watching a hoops game is obviously going to be enhanced uh, if you've had a couple drinks, um, you're going to want to hit up a bar before getting to the stadium and having to pay $16 beer prices. Uh, and recently, a little chain uh, barbecue spot opened up right across the street from the back entrance of Barclays called Dickie's. And it is a BYOB establishment. You are not going to get more bang for your buck than a BYOB BBQ place. You go in there, you spend whatever, 12 bucks on a meal, and you can bring yourself, there's a bodega right next door. You can get any type of tall boy. They've got Arita, Simon. They've got natural light uh, seltzers. Oh. Oh, yeah, my. Uh, Seth brought a lemon, or sorry, a cherry lime, a cherry lime natural light seltzer Ooh, to enjoy with his barbecue incredible. last night. I had a Tecate, James had a Heineken and a Stella Artois. Ooh. Uh, Jess had a Corona. These are just just some of the myriad options you can enjoy, well, for free essentially. At Dickie's BBQ. So it is by far the most affordable option in the area to get your drink on prior to the game. Simon, you want to hit people with a hot tip? Sure. Um, in a similar vein, you're going to want to sneak in a, a, a couple of nippers. <laughs> a nipper or two. Now, when you go to the nipper store... You you should not approach it as a like oh I'm going to get some some type of exotic uh you know nipper or what you know I haven't tried bullet but my friends really love it I, right, I'm gonna right, give it right. shut up and get <laughs> the, the caps on these things some of them set off the metal detectors okay right. very hard to know which ones do <laughs> but I can tell you Jack Daniels do not absolute vodkas do not okay uh, fireballs do not fireballs do not yes so. Stick with what you know. Right. Don't go, ex- you know, on an exotic hunt for the best nipper. Shove them in your socks or your underwear, and shut up about it. <laughs> uh, plastic is king here. Single-use yes. plastic, while while catastrophic for the for the fate of this planet, is yes. a is your friend at a Barclays a- basketball game. Absolutely. Uh, great tip at halftime. You're gonna need a refill, folks. Yes. You're just go- and and what you're also gonna need is to avoid the lines. And, <laughs> and there is one place that is so 
preposterously placed that (laughs) pretty much no one is aware that you can actually get drinks there. The problem is there's a stand where you can get, I think, hot dogs or some sort of food that people want. Um, And there's a (laughs) massive line. And so people don't even realize that behind that line, there's a Jack Daniels stand. Yes. Uh, All you got to do, you got to ask nicely uh, for the people in line to slightly part to let you through. And you go in for a completely line-free experience. I've never, ever waited for a drink at the Jack Daniels stand. We know the people there very well. Uh, It's a a man and a woman. Uh, They're they're fun. They don't really watch the game. So if if you go in for some light game-based banter you might miss. But you can talk about other things like how their night's going, um, compliment their hair or hat if you want. Sure. Uh, I mean, all sorts of other... Comfort- I've never I actually heard you I do that and it would make me very uncomfortable for you or anyone to do that. I don't want to dictate but. how you spend your time at the Jack Daniels stand. Yeah. But I'm just saying, they don't really... I tried the, the route of like, hey, so this is like a, a wild game, right? And they're like, I can't really see it. There's a TV over there, but, you know, we're working here. Um, so, uh, you know, to avoid the embarrassment of that awkward conversational attempt, yeah. I'm trying to, I'm trying to <laughs> encourage other venues Hair for discord. Banter. Hair banter, <laughs> hat banter, those are all appropriate <laughs> topics. Mm. Uh, what else do you got, Simon? Uh, yes, I would also say that, um... There is a slight glitch in the Barclays Center matrix that they have priced the double at 22, whereas the single shot is like 16. 16. Yeah. So 22 is not a good price. It's preposterous, but, but it gets you down to the 11 per. Ex- exactly. Mark. $11. You, you, you and I have probably been to bars where they charge $11 for probably, like a whiskey yeah. Coke. Yeah, yeah. Like a nice um, rooftop bar that you're like, what asshole is having their event here? But I guess I'll get a drink and then right. you spend the 11 bucks. Yeah. Right. So so it, it's down to, yeah, not, not the most insane thing you've ever heard of. Um, so yes, always make it a double. Um, all right. My last tip for making, making the Barclays experience a little bit better. And this is the first one that isn't, uh, concretely booze based. Yeah. Uh, when you're, and it's very much just for those people who are sitting in the block. So (laughs) if there are any blockheads listening to this, I find the most effective way to, to get through the haranguing for where I'm supposed to stand or what I'm supposed to chant or who I'm supposed to be, you know, when I'm supposed to be cheering is to pretend to be in an amazingly engaging conversation with someone to your right or left. If you act like you can't hear what the guy is screaming at you to do because you're having another conversation, oftentimes he doesn't get to the point where he'll physically interrupt your conversation and force you to do something, though at times he certainly has threatened um, oh yeah, the threats start raining. <laughs> the threats, pretty, yeah, and especially if there are any of his his handlers around, then he'll, he'll <laughs> the threats amplify quite a bit. Uh, there were some pictures of people who were sitting taken and threats of their tickets being revoked, even though I don't believe they're part of the block. Um, but anyway, the the pretend engaged conversation is is a must. Yeah. Um, my my last tip is uh, is food based. 
Um, while there are no good deals at Barclays, I think the best deal is the Fuku and Fry combo that we've talked about here. Um, it will fill you unless you have an eating problem. Uh, no, no judgment, but it should be enough. It's, it's a, it's a large, it's a meal. lot of fries, it's several it's a tenders, lot of tenders, a huge amount of French fries. You get, you could ask for more sauces. They'll give you more. You just have to have have the gall to ask. Yeah, I often don't. Yeah, but. Um, you know, other people are more forward and direct than I am. <laughs> and that's something like, I think that's like 15 which again, no one wants to pay $15 for fried food. It's good, too. Food, yeah, it is good. Yeah, it is good. Um, yeah. All right, we're going to switch over to the mailbag, mailbag, mailbag. 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 Uh, we got a question from IRLJZ, uh, who is going to be at the jazz game. Shout out to IRLJZ or JZ IRL. I always forget which way it is, but anyway, thanks for the questions. Uh, he hit us up on Twitter and said, not sure if it's happened and I've missed it, but I don't think we've seen any nets mic'd up this season. Who do we want to hear out there and why? I loved how corny D'Lo was, and I think they mic'd up Dudley at some point last season, which I also loved. I think they naturally would mic up DeAndre, but if we could hear the court, the on-court communication from anyone, who would you choose? Simon, who do you got on this? For me, it's got to be uh, Spencer. I want to hear how he talks to the refs. Me too. That would be great. I yeah. want to see how they react like if it starts out hostile because mm-hmm. it eventually gets hostile oh, yeah. and it, it, it gets to the point where he he was saying like at the in the magic game when he got a technical it was because he said he hit me in the face uh-huh. now i i just i think it begs the the you know there's always two sides to a story i want the other side of that story what is the ref hearing from spencer right. that puts him in such a mood that he is like I hate you. You're getting a technical. <laughs> um, and again, we I hate officials way more than than Spencer. I like Spencer, but I do just kind of want to see how that how that goes. Yeah, no, he would be a fascinating mic up for sure. Um, I think Musa or Kurutz would be interesting, especially uh, because he wouldn't understand them. So it would be entirely based on on like the emotion conveyed in whatever they're screaming. <laughs> well, you think they're screaming in? In like Bosnian, I have no. I would. I would imagine some of what they say is not in English. Well, who are they saying it to though? Because no one else speaks <laughs> the universe, Bosnian. Raging I blindly see, at see, the I universe. I see. Um, as 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 Musa airballs his third three pointer in a row or something. Right. Okay. Um, but I think the guy I would most be interested in, other than Dinwiddie, which I think is a great answer, uh, is Jared Allen. Okay. Uh, I'm just curious if he says if he speaks while he's out there. He, uh, you know, there have been a, a few instances like last season. He got up in Bam Adebayo's grill once, and you know, there there are times when he expresses some emotion, but generally he seems so sweet, so meek, so passive that I would just like to know, like, what are you getting uh, from Jared Allen during a game in terms of of out loud statements? Yeah, yeah, and when he gets like. Bodied to the ground. Is he saying anything? Is he like ow, or is he like fuck you? Right. I would love to have Jared Allen screaming obscenities mic'd up. 
Uh, follow-up to this was, why aren't the Nets mic'd up? Are none of the players interested? Has the NBA cracked down on players getting mic'd up? Does Kenny not want his squad distracted? I have a different answer than all three of those. Huh. Uh, I would say no one, and I mean uh, no one, <laughs> uh, cares at all about anyone on the Nets until Kyrie and KD come back. So I don't think that they, that they that anyone on the team rises to the point of like we need to hear what Spencer Dinwiddie, Jared Allen, Joe Harris, Garrett Temple, any of these guys are saying while they're out there. I would say that it is a a a calculated and informed decision on the NBA's part knowing their audience as they do that no one is uh, <laughs> is is going out of their way to hear a mic'd up net who is currently playing for the Nets. <laughs> I um I would also say that if I can think of two Nets and possibly two NBA players who would bristle more at the notion of being mic'd up, <laughs> it would be KD and Kyrie. They're fascinating, though, to hear that Mike. Oh yeah, definitely. I would, I would, I would love it, but I, I think that would rub them the wrong way. What do you think the reason is? I don't know. I, I think it's, I, I, you gotta mic them up. Um, and I feel like the, the, the NBA uh, is in a, and 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 players as a part of it are. Um, kind of need to be more slavishly devoted to the to the the. Uh, like networks like Yes, because mm-hmm. they're getting hammered in China. Ratings are down. Everything's like cratering. Right, so right, it's right. like time to really just you know sell sell yourself out for access and anything to keep any kind of dollars flowing. Um, which is not I mean, good, but I, mean, I just feel like that's sort of the situation. Right, right, there. right. A Kenny would be a fascinating guy to have. Oh on yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, I can't imagine him ever, under any circumstances, agreeing to be mic'd up. Um, all right, that's it for what I wanted to talk about. Is there anything you feel you need to get off your chest? No, I don't think so. Uh, you've got no hot takes on Iran, the impeachment, um, Pete Buttigieg, Amy Klobuchar. Pete Buttigieg. <laughs> I'm going Pete and Amy. <laughs> Pete and Amy would be a great combo. Pete and Amy deserve one another for sure. I, uh, I, Amy would really bully Pete. I feel like. Oh yeah, yeah, in a big way. She's, a, she's apparently a, a real tyrant. Yes, she in, in to a her world staff, of to right, her exactly staff, right. in a, in a world where everyone is an entitled prick. Right, she is an especially entitled prick. Um, all right, we're not going to go. I think we had plenty of politics in our last one. We won't go down this. Yeah. this uh, but we would like to recommend that people rate and review, right? Yes, please uh, rate us, review us, give us five stars, please. It does help people find our podcast at uh, Apple Podcasts, your Stitchers, your Spotify's, your Player FM's. Your Pocket Cast. Your Pocket Cast. Bill! That's what I've got. In my pocket. Very nice. Um, And also, send us your comments, your questions, your thoughts. Thank you to IRLJZ um, very much for that uh, mailbag. We do appreciate them. Send them to um, maybenetstime at gmail.com or it's certainly possible to send them uh, to our Twitter, our Facebook, our Instagram pages. Also, follow us for very fun content. Very Uh, fun Very extremely fun content. Um... Tim claims that he is going to be sending us a spreadsheet he's whooped up, whipped up, on uh, 
the Nets with and without Kyrie Irving. Really? So <laughs> that's a little plug for future content. Interesting. Uh, but I think, Simon, if I'm not mistaken, we'll go ahead and see ya next, next time. time. I was tired of my lady. We'd been together too long. Like a worn out recording of a favorite song. So while she lay there sleeping, I read the paper in bed. And in the personal columns, there was this letter I read. <laughs>